And Georgia Snow. I want to see. I want to see too. live because when you're old you gotta say you're going live on the Facebooks. No, we can use we can use proper grammar. But the old man told me when you're old you gotta use improper English like you've never done before. My mother calls it Spacebook. There we go. Space okay. place is another one that I've heard. You know who else calls it Spacebook? Dead. Our ultimate wall janger, Kevin. Oh, yeah. He always calls it the Spacebooks. Ah. I signed your podcast on the Spacebooks. Oh, okay. Shout out to Kevin. Special shout out to Kevin. I was just saying say that. Absolutely. Ultimate wall janger, Kevin, because he is awesome. we got to have him on sometime, man. If not this podcast, then just like a separate Mattcast I'll do with a podcast with Kevin. Quarantine style. Kevin so, cast. The Kevin cast. Call them Chats with Kevin. Kevin's Corner. There we go. Kevin's Corner. Coming, yeah. Coming, <laughs> coming soon. soon. To Perjangers and Wallhangers. And of course, Kevin, you just heard it now. This He's going to Skype you. Yeah. This is a Perjangers and Wallhangers Media Network presentation of the Triforce Podcast, of course. This is podcast number 118, gang. And keep that handy. Speaker. Yeah. So you can mute it and not. So we're going to keep audio on a solid this time. Yeah, especially for the intro right now. I, of course, am one Matthew Bucarell, the Madman, and to my left is Stephen Bucarell, Big Brother, and behind us, chomping his bone, is one hero at a time, Link Diablo, in the quarantine box. We, of course, have returning for her second podcast, Katarina Themistra. And now I'll switch over to the new screen. And we also have one in the upper corner, one Christopher Bristow, the old man, and... Joining up us up here, yeah. Is well, Mark. yeah. Right there, we see Mark's ass because it looks like he froze out. But Mark will be joining us. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that wasn't just me that I was sitting here. I was like, oh, it's frozen. Yeah, no, it's yeah, frozen, no, man. it is. Everybody is seeing your ass right now. I mean, it's good. I mean, I do squats, you know. Right, 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 right there, right, right there, mm, right there. Okay, just see your butt. I can't poke your butt because it goes. Fox, record me now. Not my ass. My arm goes into oblivion whenever I try to go near his ass. I can't get him back. Anyway, this is, of course, the Triforce Podcast, and we are professionals. Do you have to do that now? <laughs> and we want to point you over here to pjwh.com, where you can find all of our great content. Our videos right here, as you see from this little prequel clip. Uh, not just the new uh, pictures I got here with uh, Batman, Superman, and Flash, but also I have a Matt Plays out there for Play Me, a Saw fan project that my buddy Joe Palladino did. It is a great game. Got levels 1 and 2 done. Uh, in the YouTube, I have the download link right there so you can try it out yourself. Play the game. Let them know what you think. Join the Discord, man. 
And uh, all that information's in the in the uh, bottom description, and I might even grab the link and put them in this description as well for this podcast. And uh, you will also see all of our great podcasts. Podcast one fifteen, Ralph Cramden's Tomahawk Missiles with Lug Nuts. Last yesterday's Lug Nuts, I decided to entitle Ford Fusion Me Too because we had one Kelly Collins on, and he actually got uh, got that one uh, for himself. Last week's Triforce podcast was Leisure Suit Jerry and the Pope. And that was a great title right there. Yeah. If you want to contact us, go to the page, hit the contact us. Tell us everything that you want to tell us. Yeah, man. We got the leave us your name, your email, your message. Find us on all the social medias. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Especially the YouTube, man. I want to stress this now that all of our YouTubes have an end credit scene. Marvel style. I find stuff that's funny and I pop it in at the end just to make you laugh. So remember, the podcast never ends until you hear Connor say, one punch. So... I try to start this podcast off every time, every week, uh, the same way with the nerdy news. Um, and tonight, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. gets timey-wimey. Spider-Men are delaying Thor and Doctor Strange. Prince of Peaky Blinders game. And the Peterbilt PC Master Race. All on tonight's Triforce podcast. And of course... You want to go over here and click on the Play Me because it's all based off of this guy's right here, Rip Studios. That's my one uh, little plug right there in the beginning of the nerdy news. To start off the news, I want to have you guys comment in on here on this first one. Black Clover, delaying the new episodes due to the pandemic. What Um, pandemic? Yeah, I know. The COVID-19, man. My life hasn't changed. Black Clover (laughs) has not stopped, but for maybe like maybe three weeks in its entirety, it has not gone a long time. And now being put on kind of like a hiatus, I guess you could say, because uh, Black Clover announced that it will be delaying new episodes. And starting on May 5th, they're going on the Japanese broadcast they're going to re-air old episodes starting with episode one so no real answer as to when we're doing that now you do have a glimmer of hope because tomorrow april 28th we will still be getting episode uh, 132 so it's the beginning of that um filler arc that we talked about a couple podcasts ago but it still has some promise and it has been known to be one of the highest uh, f- favored fan shows in anime right now. It's highly gaining a lot of popularity. So this has given people time to catch up on the whole arc and get into it if you haven't. It is the story of two magicians. One has a butt ton of power. The other one has absolute zero. But they both never give up in their quest to become the Wizard King. So always... A butt joke towards me? Now... No butt jokes right now. I'll let you know. <laughs> when you're the butt end of a joke, you'll know. Or not. Maybe. This one I'm very interested in, man. I'm very... Hey, 
Because it's practically our tagline for every single podcast. I will say it. One Punch is getting a live action film by Sony Pictures. Uh, Sony is said to be tasking Venom writers Scott Rosenberg and Jeff Pinkner to write the script and Avid Arad and Air Arad of Arad Productions will oversee all the productions on it. Uh, They worked on Spider-Man, Iron Man, and X-Men movies, so they're well uh, acquainted with superheroes and how they're supposed to go. I mean, at least with Iron Man, they, they know what's supposed to happen. Uh, not so much X-Men too much, especially if it's three. But no word on a release date or any kind of acting and casting. Now, season one of One Punch Man was amazing. It was put out by Madhouse. Season two was a little bit less uh, accepted by fans because that was put out by JC staff. But I still think with the live adaptation, if this is done right, then you could have a potentially... a bombastic film franchise. They just need to leave that mosquito episode in there and you know convert that one over. That would be a hit. Um cuz that one Connor and Maisie they they laugh at that one every time. Oh yeah, man. And especially uh the one episode when he's trying to do whatever they're doing so he can get back to the supermarket for the sale. But then at the end of the episode, he realizes that the sale was actually like two days ago. And it's every Saturday? <laughs> and it's every Saturday, yeah. <laughs> Saturday? That means so, it's coupon day at the grocery market! And uh, it's just <laughs> awesome because he's so overpowered. He can punch a literal hole through a mountain. But still, you know... He still has gets so excited over sales at the group at, at the grocery store. No like wonder the us. Japanese love him. They love tunneling through mountains. Yeah, <laughs> they, and he's it's their favorite hobby. Let's he's make another tunnel. That's a that's another historical reference there for you people. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I actually absolutely cannot wait. I hope they get somebody really unknown for Saitama, and I hope they really do it right because there have been some fan trailers out there that look really good, especially with Genesis. Um, just as long as they can capture that, like, 15-year-old, like, mindset, um, I'll be happy. Right. I'll be happy with it. Okay. Fair enough. I know Connor will be happy just because he can go, what bunch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I absolutely love uh, when they, when, if I believe they can get it right. Just like a video game movie. I think they can get it right if they do it. If they get the right people on it, this is Ven- the people who wrote Venom. Yeah, I mean that uh, now would be the perfect time to do it because we we've seen what happens with like Detective Pikachu. We saw what happened with Sonic. You know mm-hmm. the the rumblings of the the Dragon Ball live adaptation are coming into play. So yeah. you know there there are you know if it's done right, of course you know. I will say this: Bleach was not horrible. Bleach was not horrible. Bleach was okay. Full Metal Alchemist you want to steer away from because the CGI is atrocious. Yeah, I heard that too. Oh, it's it's so bad because I love Full Metal Alchemist, man. Brotherhood is one of the best anime I think you could watch. And the one voice actor for the Japanese side who played uh, Mace actually died recently, so R.I.P. 
Um, onwards and upwards. Really throw some news. sunshine down on that one. Ah, I slapped down the sunshine, man. <laughs> onwards and upwards, though. HBO Max. They dropped a new trailer for uh, featuring everything from Batman to Gone with the Wind. What? Yeah, man. It's uh, the trailer's right there, so we got to wait for the advert. But essentially, Warner Media is about to join the fold of streaming services on. May 27th, uh, they're shooting for about $15 a month, okay? More, which is, you know, it, it is a lot more than, you know, everybody else is asking. So, uh, yeah, but here's the thing. They have a lot in their... Here we go. So they have a lot in their actual... Uh, this is the video. They have Wizard of Oz... They have Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Doctor Who, Friends, South Park, Big Bang Theory, Batman Begins, all seen in the trailer. And, I mean, just that category alone. And then, on top of that, they have HBO. And all of their categories. Yeah, and... Game of Thrones, all on there. If you're a HBO subscriber, you're already going to have Max right out the gate. But if you do want HBO Max, it's going to be $15 a month. How much more would it be to get HBO? I don't know. I think you'd Does have someone to here have of, uh, HBO? It, they might. already have HBO. Well, then we should Is be it fine. more than $15 a month? No, it's the standard premium price of a channel. Okay. okay, so there, there you go. go. If you don't want everything, you just pay fifteen dollars. There you <laughs> go. Add on to your cable bill. That's it. If you're so, like, I like HBO, but and I'm not paying thing, full price. This is for you. This is just stuff they're gonna have day one in May. On top cool. of Green Lantern Core, um, the Justice League Dark, possible Justice League. You can have any number of any number of series that you can have on this that they're already talking about and clamoring for in the works. Hmm. Especially with Strange Academy and stuff like that. Really Static Shock? Yeah. They, I think HBO could be a sleeper. Are they going to have like recent episodes of Doctor Who or just... Yeah. Oh, they're going to have recent episodes. I, I'm not sure if they're going to have... Are they going to have classic... Yeah, I'm not sure if they're gonna have Classic Who. BBC is classic, very tight. Classic Who in, includes a lot. Well, it includes a lot, and Classic Who is also a, it's a different style show. It's more of a mystery science theater, very period piece, but it's still very good to watch. Oh yeah, because it's an it's very informational. I would recommend the Third Doctor, Mr. Pertwee, father of Alfred in Gotham. Yeah, you. I don't know where to point, but yeah, you, you. But uh, the third Doctor. I also I love Tom Baker. I think Tom Baker was a fantastic goofy Doctor. He really was. And I mean William Hartnell, the original. I mean I think the actor who played him in uh, the recent Capaldi uh, Christmas special. I think yeah. he did an amazing job because he also did the Doctor Who movie, the biopic about Doctor mm-hmm. Who, and he played William Hartnell in that. So, And he also was in Harry Potter. Now, are you caught up with all the recent Who? This season? Like this season? No, not this season, no. 
Okay. okay well, We're going to have to have a separate Who- Doctor Who <laughs> podcast with you, even if it's And any Skype. other Whovian. Be any, any other Whovian. We may have to start up a Whovian podcast. No, I, I do know several Whovians because I am one of the administrators for the Connecticut Whovian Club, so... Well, we might actually have to set up a podcast then. Because All right. There you with, go. Especially with I'll get in touch with my people. Yeah, when I started <laughs> podcasting, I did have a, a section called Doctor Who Club, and we went through a bunch of seasons, and I just continued to watch it and gorge it and love it. And now, especially with the advent of what they revealed this last season, it just unveils a buttload of potential. It's a great story. All the way through. And they also announced a new series uh, starting up in, I believe, June or July with uh, the 8th, 9th, and 10th Doctor. Not the War Doctor. The actual, you know, Christopher Eccleston. Same about Eccleston? Okay. It's going to be like audiobooks and comics and different stuff like that. In have a big finish already. Yeah, and they're going to do pretty much more stuff like that, which I really want to get into the Big Finish stuff because they have some interesting storylines in those. Well, the thing with Big Finish is if you didn't get on it right away, which I did not, um, I'm like a, a, a latter-day Whovian. As of, like, I wasn't watching it as a child. I yeah. got into it as an adult. There's just so much content out there that I'm kind of like, where do I even start? I mean, there's hundreds. Yeah, you, I, the way I did it is this. I actually picked up a couple Doctor Who comics, and I just picked my favorite Doctor, David Tennant. I picked number 10 because yeah. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll go down this rabbit hole. It's David Tennant. And that's what really <laughs> leads you as a Whovian because you'll see them pick up in other roles, and you're like, all right, man, I'll check this out. I'll check out Jessica Jones. It's got David Tennant. He's Kilgrave. Kilgrave. Mm-hmm. Crouch Jr. with his little tongue. Oh. Oh my God! The the, uh, the special that they did for David Tennant oh, on the hey, like, honoring him. On what is that the one with the one that they just posted the other day with Doctor? Nah, this was um, this was a, a couple years ago. Oh okay, yeah. He just did a video with Catherine Tate where she plays that. Um, yes, I that saw character. that. It's hilarious. Oh my God! <laughs> that, I'm a tw- I'm a I'm a TikTok uh, star. <laughs> Six feet, sir. Six so, feet. The Doctor Who theme just made me go, whoop. Oh, my God. I saw that, too. I watched that all, all the way through. That was amazing. I absolutely loved Blair, it. Blair, Mark? Here yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I have no idea about Doctor Who. You guys are just nerding out. I'm letting you do your thing. Oh, yeah, man. You can pop in whenever you have. What do you think about HBO? I was like, you guys are talking about Doctor Who. I was like, did I watch one episode as a kid? I had no idea what my dad was talking about. That was it. That was as far as I ever got. Oh, you totally just... was, I don't know, like a preteen, and I was in Portugal, and it was um, William Hartnell's doctor, and I thought it was just, you know, American. It was the only English-speaking stuff. There was, like, one channel for English-speaking stuff, and that's what it was. I had no idea what it was and completely forgot about it until, as an adult, I was watching uh, Eccleston's run, where I'm like, parts of this seem really familiar to me, and then I, you know, used the Google... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> when they rebooted in 2005, they originally had Doctor Who on Netflix, and I absolutely, that's when I, I just binged all the way up to Matt Smith, and I just kept going. I watched BBC, and, and I started watching all of that, and I absolutely loved it. I loved the whole universe and the fans. Oh, my God, are they creative.
I am a uh, binge watcher, so I don't like waiting for episodes. I'd rather wait until they're all released and then watch it as one. So I have not seen any of the most recent season of our latest Doctor. Well, with HBO Max, I hope they actually give us something a little bit more frequently because, one, Amazon Prime. If you're an Amazon Prime member, you're saying, yeah, whatever, man, man, we already have, a, we already have Doctor Who. Yeah, but for the recent yeah, episodes, you have to wait forever or pay yeah. the money. So do it weekly. Sling, if you're a Sling member, you can just watch it that way. Yeah. That's how we got around it. I'm watching Classic on Pluto. Okay. And for that. the classic is still really good. Like uh, William Hartnell, especially the uh, the series he had the with the Aztecs. Yep. Yep. That was a really good one. That was a really good one. So I could talk about Doctor Who all day. Yeah, we'll, t- we'll 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 table that for another. I need to make a channel. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, that's going to be another podcast for sure. We should make a Discord for that. Normally works after a minute. Yeah, I know. We actually have a PJ and WH Discord. We can make a sub Discord of that. Okay. So I'm just dealing with a little bit of problems on my end, but we'll go back to the full screen here. So HBO Max is going to be coming. I don't know what is up with that. Um, go on to the next story here because Marvel's Agents of Shield is uh, getting their final season. And, of course, with every final season comes a final season trailer. Oh, here we go. So, of course, we know it's going to... Media could not be played. Wow. That's a trailer you're never going to (laughs) forget. Yeah, you're never going to forget it because it can't be played. Think they're going to kill Coulson again? Uh, I mean, you can only kill off a character so many times. But um, they'll kill him in every single episode, like South Park. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Oh my God, they killed Colton. (laughs) (laughs) But the main thing with this is that they were actually teasing this for a while, uh, for a little while on Instagram. Uh, Clark Gregg, who plays Colson, uh, Chloe Bennett, who plays Daisy Johnson or Quake, Jeff Ward, who plays Deke, they all posed uh, behind the scenes, uh, behind the scenes uh, looks at their like disguises because they're going back to the 1930s. Because, like it says here, in order to save the past, they er, to save the future, they need to go back into the past, as if that is an original premise. Okay. But what, who they have to save in the past is very interesting that we will see unfold. Is it Peggy Carter? It may be. I don't know. I have heard That'd rumblings. be cool, because that series, fantastic. Yeah. If you haven't seen it on Disney. It's going to cross over with Pennyworth. It could Maybe. cross over both of them, because they're both kind of... Uh... ABC products, yeah. But I like I loved Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. all the way through. I thought every season was just fantastic. They, it was gri- It's gripping drama. And they, I do appreciate how they deviated from the Marvel Universe, and they didn't keep going back to that well. They did their own storytelling of this branch of S.H.I.E.L.D., that's what I appreciated with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I really like how they're going to get a proper, you know, final season in the send-off here. And it starts May 27th. Wow, that's two things that start that are dropping on May 27th. We got HBO Max and Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
coming out on May 27th. So another thing that's coming out May 27th, I'm sorry, not May 27th, it's a lot sooner than that, May the 4th, which is obviously a huge Star Wars nerd day. And The Mandalorian, we all know they're in that documentary series, and Jon Favreau dropped a little trailer for it. It's pretty much showing off everything that you're going to see in this documentary series. You're going to see behind the scenes, how they made the shots, uh, round table, table interviews with uh, crew members, like cast members and directors, as well as the impressive technology they had the, they, that they used. And one thing that they were actually pointing out in here, which looked really cool, was the massive LED wall. They have a, a set and then LED sides. Right here it is. This LED walls and LED oh. sky. So it's completely wow. encapsulating that scene. And that's just amazing how awesome. they do that. Yes. I love that's that scene so of the 501st that flashed behind you. Yeah, and then the fact that they could go so high technologically advanced with the actual production of small scenes like that and then go mechanical with Baby Yoda. Seamlessly. Mm-hmm. That, that's why it's so critically acclaimed and it's so just well known that th- this was going to be big in my mind. We all we, we talked about it since they began rumblings. I mean, if you know the, know the name. The why I wanted Disney Plus at all was for The Mandalorian. That was a yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's it. Most people. Now, this is going to help stive off the thirst until you get the season two in uh October and also season two, Variety reported that they talked to John Favreau and he has been writing Mandalorian season three for quote a while now. And the series art and concept art have already been reportedly been in development for the quote past few weeks. So they're already working on season three. I'm pumped. I mean, uh, I can't wait for the next next uh, two years for this show. That's going to be awesome. I mean, yeah. you have season two rap production earlier this year, rumblings of Ahsoka Tano, and maybe we're only going to get like a little snippet of her at the end, and then she's going to be a big, uh, you know, driving force in season three. Then getting her own spinoff series because they're looking to go different, you know, Directions. outside of the Skywalker storyline, right? So, mm-hmm. talk about Ahsoka, man. She's badass in Clone Wars. Yeah, she is. Ah. Oh, I'm so, trust in the Favreau. I I don't think he's going to steer us wrong on that one. Especially we got a black. We got the black lightsaber. Yeah. So this one is not going to be a, a, a easy pill to swallow. But Sony delays the Spider-Man films. Of course, I mean, <laughs> forcing Marvel to. Once again, move Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness and Thor Love and Thunder again. Uh, the COVID delays are coming in. You know, is, uh, want- is, is the Spider-Man film going to be uh, Spider-Man quarantined at home? <laughs> yeah, that's actually the running title. It's actually going to be uh, Spider-Man Home uh, Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because that was the for the Sinister Six. Yeah. So, well, here's the thing, man. If you look at, this... does he use a tarantula though? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
That's a different movie. Um, no, but if you if you look into the story, they do tell you some details here. So Spider Man into the Spider Verse sequel and Spider Man Three are getting month long delays with the Spider Verse sequel coming out in October seventh instead of April eighth. Spider Man Three is now coming out November fifth, twenty twenty one instead of July sixteenth, twenty twenty one. So they're doing the shuffle there. Now, here's the thing, is that Uncharted, the live-action movie, has now moved up from October 8th, 2021, to July 16th, 2021, the very same date that Spider-Man 3 was supposed to come out, both movies starring... Tom Holland, yeah. It's probably contractual. You think they came to Tom and said, all right, which one do you want to do? Um, I Ooh. think it's more. I think it's more. Um, they're gonna let the stinker let out one first. It, not that I'm saying that he can't kind of deliver really good Nathan Drake, but uh, even if he's good, if the writing's bad, mm, yeah. there's not a lot he can do with it. So I don't know. I don't. I think Tom Holland doesn't come off like Nathan Drake's. Like he's supposed to be like in his tw- late twenties, like early thirties. And Tom still... He's going to be a young... They're shooting for a younger Nathan Drake. They're shooting for a younger Nathan Drake and a younger Sully. So that's why you have Mark Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland. To where, you know, it's something they can build a franchise on. Grab them when they're young. As opposed to get this way. You give them a different story from the game. You're not regurgitating the same thing. Grab them while they're young. Like, what are you you, training them to be? You have four users? Yeah, Jedi. Abduct them. Look, I'm just saying, abduct them when they're children. I always felt this way about video game movies. is It doesn't get the same kind of care as like a superhero film franchise does at this time. Because video game movies, movies have been so unproven. Like, they just don't make the same kind of money as other films. Like, as much money as they dump into it, and how much money the video games actually make. Like, Mortal Kombat makes a billion dollars, right? But the Mortal Kombat movie only makes fifty million, so it's almost like the Hollywood doesn't want to do the same kind of like doesn't give it the same kind of care and, and expectations. They kind of go, "Hey, we will do it, and we'll put money in it, and if we make money, we make money." But like, we're not going to kind of give it the same kind of attention, the detail that has been demanded by other films. Well, there's sense. a there's a huge disparity between the amount yeah. of money towards movie making and the amount of money towards video game making. And when you're when you're paying devs fifteen dollars an hour, the right. amount of money like and they could still have like a, a six to seven times larger budget than right. a, a movie franchise or like just a single movie production. Well, but right. they make so much more from a video game like from actually releasing a video game at $60 pop worldwide. Right. And then when it gets like accolades like The Last of Us 2, like The Last of Us and then, and and other games. Honestly, I really think that it's giving the chance for the studio here to test the waters. You're not expecting a good superhero movie. Or a good video game movie, rather. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, I, I get you. I just... It, like, it, it harkens back to that time with, like, Peter Jackson was involved in the Halo thing. You talk yeah. about all the money that they were talking about throwing at this movie. And, mm-hmm. and Hollywood was just like, no, 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 no. 
And then I'm like, but Peter Jackson's like a proven guy, and you've got all these other individuals that are proven individuals, and they're all telling you we can make billions off of this proven franchise, and you scuttle it. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, it's one of those things where, like, I, no, 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 not to get off too off topic, but like, Halo would make a great HBO television series. I have said that before. I totally right? agree. Yeah, I think for video games, TV. it would translate better into a, a TV series as opposed yeah, to a film. Yeah, you totally do it. And at, th- at this point, we're getting to that with, like, Game of Thrones, like, taking books and going over. It's like, you could really do it now, but when I see, like, Uncharted and Tom Holland cast as Drake, and I'm, I'm not against it. Like, hey, I'm willing to give it a shot, but I look at, like, the last Tomb Raider movie, and I'm like, dude, it, it, it totally underwhelmed. Yeah, but I also think that it's really setting expectations because you're not expecting the good movie. So if they knock it out of the park with Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, two solid actors, they give them a good a good script. And here's also the thing: they've had problems with holding down a director because of Tom Holland's schedule. So with oh that, yeah yeah yeah. I mean, this kind of seems like a play. Maybe they go back to their old director like, hey, man, what if we do it now? We know you're not doing anything. Now, literally, <laughs> right now, yeah. you're not doing anything. So, like, <laughs> come on. Josh, what else are you doing? Josh Trank, you doing anything? Or are you, you still blackballed from Hollywood, you know? <laughs> yeah. Now, here's the other Whatever. thing here is that Spider-Man, um, Spider-Man 3... We already heard rumors that we're going to get one Matt Murdock, the Daredevil, involved in that movie. But there's also rumblings that we may see another Defender. One Jessica Jessica Jones. Jones. Oh, she's going to somebody's going to pay off Alias Investigations to look into the death of (laughs) Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio. And she's going to be hunting after Spider-Man the Fugitive. So whether she's going to be a crucial plot point or not. I don't care. You give me two Defenders and a Spider-Man. That is exactly why I would push back Doctor Strange from March uh, 25th, or no, to March 25th, from November 5th, and Thor Love and Thunder to February 18th from February 11th, 2022. So, Thor didn't move back too much. You You lost seven days on Thor, but with Doctor Strange, you're going from November 5th to March 25th. So that's jumping the next year. And Carnage, or I'm sorry, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, title for the new uh, for the new movie, it is now going to be opening June 25th, 2021, instead of October of this year. So they moved back Carnage and the other Spider-Man universe movie, uh, they also pushed that one back as well. So they're pushing back everything at Sony. They're just being the last ones to really announce it. And that actually, in turn, caused Marvel a little bit of a headache. So we'll have to see how they d- respond. I mean, if it's only a, if it's only a, you know a week for Thor, I'm I'm happy with it. But I mean, any any delay, you know, given given the state of affairs, is only going to be a beneficial thing, you know, because we want people in the theaters, we want these movies to succeed. So at, at the yeah. end of the day, you know, we want to show our appreciation for the media. The only way to do that is to actually, you know, consume the product efficiently. Absolutely, and it's going to be out on once it gets out on the streaming platforms. That that's like game over. Everybody's just going to watch it all day, every day. Um, so, this next story is 
I don't know. I think it could go well. Gearbox, famous for Borderlands. Gearbox Software is also famous for another video game franchise, Brothers in Arms. And it is announced that they are doing a TV series adaptation of the ser- of the video game uh, franchise. And Scott Rosenbaum of Queens of the- Queen of the South and Chuck will serve as showrunner. In addition, uh, executive producer is uh, Gearbox's co-founder and CEO, Randy Pitchford. He'll be working in there as well. So production casting has not begun, so it's not set yet, but they are going forward with this. So especially with uh, you know Gearbox being involved in it, I think that actually has... And we, say, we see names here... Uh, which are tied to it, like Richard Wieland, Band of Brothers, The Pacific, and Hobbs and Shaw. So they do have some impressive people. Um, Jean Jeanette Baronet of 2016's Assassin's Creed. We're not really going to fault you for that. Probably wasn't your fault. <laughs> I call that the bat. Let's be honest. There's probably a lot more wrong with that movie than you and Michael Fassbender. And I'm not saying there was anything wrong with either of you. Although I did. But... Um, I am looking forward to this because they're looking to do what the video game did and do a dramatization of true events from World War II. The Hollywood Reporter says that it's set to adapt the true events of Exercise Tiger, a D-Day rehearsal gone wrong that resulted in the death of 100 U.S. servicemen. 800. 800. 800, I'm sorry. 800. I couldn't that read. one was an eight. Once again, I couldn't read my handwriting. Alright, you're right. Yeah. But 800. That's even more impressive. So, um, I like the premise of it. I mean, you can't really go wrong with a World War II, you know, anything TV wise. People ate up Band of Brothers. You do the same kind of thing with this. It's a win. Yeah, it could be interesting. I, I like the I like the, uh, the Brother in Arms game series. I think it was one of those, like, underrated. Uh, you know, not a not like a Call of Duty clone, but like it was out there at the same time, doing its own thing. Uh, yeah, because it was doing it well. It was more like you had crew members with you, and it was kind of like if they died, they're dead, and then you got to get another guy as you go along the road. And it was Road to uh, Hill Thirty. That was a that was very very gritty and and yeah. uh, uh, a little bit more on the gory side. And yeah, the, that, they, before... they always kind of took that a little like. Hey, it's not an action movie, World War II. It's more like, hey, these people kind of count. <laughs> um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. I mean, it, it's got the Band of Brothers guy involved, so I love Band of Brothers, so that should be pretty awesome. I, I Well, the Brothers in Arms, not Band of Brothers. Well, yeah, the Brothers in Arms. No, Band of Brothers guy is the, what is he? Oh, it just says that he's involved in it. So he's he probably just like a producer. Yeah, he's probably just a producer, but... Even still, man, you got a lot of hands in the kitchen, but I think this has a good, this could be, once again, a good video game adaptation because it's a very broad subject. World War II, go. (laughs) No one's ever made a movie about that. It's not like you have a bunch of historical data that you can look up and say, you know what, maybe we should go this way with the show. Fuck it! I said aliens invade. Like, and that's why you don't get it. 
But is it? Did the storyline work? Could you imagine what the course of history would have been if aliens did invade during that time? Be like, maybe they did, and they just turned around. They bought it. Maybe alien. that's what agents are shooting. They're like, you know what? Stop mentioning uh, yeah. our new idea for a TV show. <laughs> that's a old secret. No, don't tell old man TV show ideas. Okay, so. <laughs> so I do like that, but if you're gonna ne- you're gonna need a place to watch that in all these great movies once they happen, and you're gonna want to hop over here to kw.com and visit Caitlin Carezzi and Anne Marie Carezzi Real Estate Team over in Media PA. Uh, <coughs> they are sp- Caitlin specializes in first time home buyers. She uh, loves walking them through the step by step process to become. A first-time home buyer, and best part, their team is licensed in our area, PA, New Jersey, and Delaware. So they'll help you find the perfect home for you to game, or watch movies, or read comics. I'm not going to judge you, or park your car in front of, yeah, or alongside of, or they'll work with you. Not in the yard. That's not good for it'll rust. Okay, somebody had an avalanche happen. Sounds like Chris is being attacked by something. So, one thing you're not going to be attacked by is this next story, because the Jap- the Japan Retro Game Association is giving away free Super Nintendo consoles amid the COVID oh, crisis. Yeah. What, what's, what's that game that I see in front of me? Well, that's the Jarga. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a yeah. good one, right? Yeah, that that's the good one. Well, see, hang on now, because that's actually the Japanese one, because it was Final Fantasy VI, but it says Final Fantasy III in the United States. Which got like. converted over to Final Fantasy VI when you played I'm, it. I'm, no, 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 look, it says three. I'm going based off of what's three. on the screen right, in, right above my head, sir. Three. Right above my three. head, it says three. I'm sorry. My ass is shaking Four, right now at you. Two, three. See? I, we actually looked up the Roman numerals and we said, okay, Rocky 1 plus Rocky 5. <laughs> right? Adrian's Revenge. Yes. <laughs> that's what the Simpsons taught us. So, that's 3. That's yeah. Rocky 3. Not three. a horrible movie. But he fought Ivan Drogoff in that movie. Or no, was that... Uh, that was City of Final Fantasy. They actually have all the Final Fantasies in there. Yes, yeah. but... The good part about this is that they are, the Jarga is giving away 100 free Super Famicom or Super Nintendo to you Westerners <laughs> um, consoles with cables to children. Homes with children. I will say that. If you're a homeless child, then they're not going to give it to you. Obviously, you don't have anywhere to plug it in. And have uh, children that are under 16. Yes. That's the caveat there. So here's the thing. Dual, as DualShock explains it, if you're eligible for this free SNES, you have to fill out a form in Japanese. No, I don't know if it's Japanese. They may, it may not be. Um, you have to be able to pay for the shipping cost, which for SNES from Japan, I don't imagine, it's still pretty... Probably. probably looking at like 60 bucks or something. Or yeah, you could like go on Amazon. Yeah, they have those right. little kind with the yeah, the mini all games on like ever every yeah, Famicom every life. game that yeah, and you have to have children under 16. And here's the other thing, 
it's a lottery. The lottery ultimately decides who wins the consoles. And you can't actually... You could exchange my Sony Betamax for one. Maybe. Yeah. At a GameStop, you'll also have to pay money, but, you know, they'll give you 25 cents. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, GameStop? <clears throat> yeah. But also, it was only until April 26th. So if you wanted to do this, oh. you can't. So hop in your time machine. But he has them all nice, nice and stacked up right there. And you get Donkey Kong Country as well as Final Fantasy VI. Three. 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 Forgot to stick with that. Six. Three. Six. You get Final Fantasy you know what? three and Donkey I heard that Kong Final Kong Fantasy three is the best out of them all. Yeah. Three. One, two. I have one Famicom game, too. I have one Famicom game. In the entire shop? Chrono Trigger in the box from Japan. You know what, Mark? You're telling me you only have one Famicom game in that entire shop? I gotta say, hang on, let me go to the transition. You got a lot in that shop. I gotta say. Well, listen, I'm, I'm saying per. Hang on, I'm setting up for a joke here. God damn it. I gotta say, you're talking out of your ass. I don't know. I... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's why I wear the hat. I'll be here all week. <laughs> All right, that's all I wanted. Yeah. He said I am an ass face, so. Well, if you were here last week, you would have been an ass man. <laughs> all right, brother. I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one person who is a savage is this next game. Peaky Blinders. The Mastermind has been announced for PC and consoles. It's coming to the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC this summer. This game, it looks interesting. I will give them that. Uh, not Fallout 70. Play as Polly. Um, it is a prequel. So it's before the events of the show. You are con- you are going to be able to control six Shelby members simultaneously. Oh, at the same time. Oof. At the same damn time. And they all have their own unique abilities. And... Here's the little caveat that I found right. It's all the entire level is uh, a has an adjustable time scale, which can be rewound and replayed, allowing you to prince a purge of that shit. Here we go. Ah, oh, that's a good okay. game, Prince of Persia. Absolutely, and I wouldn't mind seeing a remake or even a reboot of that. But top down, rim spinning. No, just top down game. It's interesting. And you're a Shelby, yeah. man. You're going through. It's, you know, like 1940s Saint, uh, Sons of Anarchy. It's, it's exactly what you're paying for. Very interesting. You know, and if you haven't gotten a chance to see the show, the show is fantastic. It's up there on the Netflixes. Old man said I have to put a the in front of it. The Netflix. The I put Netflix. it on Netflix everywhere you have Netflix. But it's releasing this summer, but you can find it on your Steam wish list today. Uh, Thank you. It's still not the same without Kelly. It's not the same. It's, Sorry. it's not the same. We'll have to but we it. did get a dose of our Kelly on yesterday's Lug Nuts for the yes. Fusion Me Too. And which, you got to see what he was working on. Yeah, you get to see his baby that he brought back from, uh, you know, built up himself. So, I gotta say, if it's cheap, I'll probably buy it. Because I'm a fan of the Peaky Blinders series on Netflix. And, you know what, it looks like a a good project. 
We are the we are fans of the inexpensive and free. Absolutely. Free, uh, I'll take two. I think I have something else coming up for free later on. This one isn't free, but you're going to be happy with every single cent that you pay for. New Cyberpunk 2077 gameplay has been, we'll say, pieced together. So they are, of course, they're very coy, and they don't do anything easy, but they would essentially, they took the small snippets of footage and they released it on a Q&A video featuring the game and the developers on the project. And all the clips were scattered throughout the video. But one person, a Redditor, took the time and pieced it all together. Yeah, that's that's where we keep those people. <laughs> In case society falls apart. We don't need the techno music. But um, here we see what's happening in this video as it freezes. Um God bless Comcast. There we go. We'll just go small. Giggity. Um, here we see uh, Placid going through the city. And the player following him, we see that you'll see that all the people, there's little blue text popping up above their head. And that's how they're, he's interacting with them. And at the end of the video, they actually have kind of like the intro where you're looking for Placid. And it shows you talking to an NPC. So this is a different kind of... You get the real-life environment of the city. Very gritty. Very Looks realistic. like a used city. Like there's actual people yeah. doing stuff. Yeah. And this is the thing I was talking about. This, this is your kind of look here. Towners worn. Yeah. You know? And this is the cool part. He, you're, yeah, you're looking at him. And you see all the lighting effects. I don't think they've scrubbed that fridge in a while. And then you see the camera. I have wares if you have points. Where's his uh, certificate from the Department of Health? And you have your your whole mini mini map right there. I'm a huge fan of a game with a mini map. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Department like of Health. This scene right here. Someone you see, inspect that guy. <laughs> You're gonna get sick if you eat there. Poor Matt. <laughs> but anyway, the, so you're telling me not to eat the sushi from the airport. If he dies, he dies. But. Yeah, we care about meat inspection here on the uh, Triforce. Look, this is the 2077 version of a wet market. Okay. So this is where Corona starts. Space Corona. This is space. This is exactly where Space Corona starts. Cyberpunk 2077 releasing on September 17th. It's going to be the green. Open 77. Oh, God, no. We're not titling the podcast. Any maps when they work. Know what I mean, that's my favorite. When they work, when they don't work, what the hell are you doing to me? Yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting game. Keanu Reeves and all the different kind of stuff that they're adding in here. One thing that I gotta say, if you're if you're not sure, this is the game that you need to play: The Witcher Three Wild Hunt. I played one, not like three, even two, not like three. The detail that they put into The Witcher Three is. Massive. You could spend a year playing the game and not even, you know, really be satisfied with it. It's that good. Okay. So as I hop off uh, Geralt's dick, we'll hop on somebody else's here, which is Horizon Zero Dawn. It's well known that the first game was very well received by fans and everybody loved it. And uh, Guerrilla Games has planned... 
plans for a Horizon Zero Dawn trilogy with a gigantic sequel. Of course. So you guys played Horizon Zero Dawn? I have not. Had Almost done, though. Okay, I kind of figured, but I finally got my chance to play it, and I absolutely loved it. It is coming out on uh, PC Master Race soon. The game is absolutely gorgeous. Like you want, yeah, it's crazy. You want a dystopia, like you know, Earth Man. It this it gives you that that. That that a semblance of going back to simpler times, but still having the threat of of machines around. It's it, yeah. it, there's because if you're not threatened by a gigantic robot raptor, I mean, what's life even about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Uh, I'll have to put some of my playthroughs on on YouTube just so uh, we can get. Gorilla some. Games does have experience with. Uh... With trilogies, if you know anything about uh, them doing Killzone, that was their franchise. Yes, Killzone was amazing. I, I, um, if, it, let's hope they keep it together before they get to the end, like they did with the third one, and just blow up the planet. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they do. I like how they have an idea, and they said that this uh, the if the first release did well, then they originally intended this to go on into a trilogy. So they already had that. And apparently if you've beaten it, yeah, you already kind of saw this coming. So what they did is now with the first one going so well, this game was originally intended to be released on PS4, but instead, since, you know, the next gen consoles were already coming, they said, ah, we'll, we'll wait. Now they are working on the PS5 and X, Xbox series X versions now, uh, but this sequel is supposed to be gigantic in scope and a much larger world in comparison to the original, allowing players more freedom for exploring. And other rumors have said that there are is going to be some sort of multiplayer, whether it be PvE, PvP. There's some other kind of thing that they have going on there. Like, trying to make it for the Xbox uh, Xbox Series X as well as the PS5. It's going to be on X. It's going to be on Xbox One and PS4 as well. I don't. I, I, I'm not sure Xbox. Now I'm thinking. About okay. Yeah, I was going to say because I. I, I think got, really that's just PS4. Yeah. It's, yeah, uh, okay. it's going to be. It's going to be PS. Yeah, PS5 and PS4. Yeah, that was that was another story I was thinking of. But they're thinking more gigantic creatures. More gigantic than that. You know, okay. so you can traverse the areas and stuff like that. I mean, I've always been interested in this uh, game. It's always looked appetizing for me. And the cool thing I like about it is that it has a con, a canon comic coming in July of this year, which is ramping you up for the next game. So for folks that haven't played the game, they can always go on like YouTube and watch a, like a full playthrough. You know, and and, yeah. and do it that way, and then you know, go dive right into the comic. I mean, obviously, that anytime I, I... super affordable too, guys. You know, it, that's yeah. the nice thing too is, I think it's like a, it, to get the complete edition now, brand new. I think it's like twenty dollars. Dollars. Yeah, and you know, that's one of the things now as well. So if you're a yeah. subscriber, yeah, and if you have the P, if you have the PlayStation, if you're a PC Master Race, just hold on. It is coming to PC. It is. I think it has been confirmed that they are bringing it out there. 
But PlayStation will bring a good title out to PC. It just takes them absolutely forever to do so. Sony doesn't like PC stuff. <laughs> Said, yeah, you'll get it. When? Wait. We're good and damn ready. That's yeah. when. You're going to wait. That's what I said. Okay. Sit over here and just wait, I guess. Yeah. They're too busy messing with, with Spider-Man and Disney right now, so. <laughs> I don't have time for you. You're going to fuck up Disney's plans by moving <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, you wanted the Spider-Man movie by this time? No, I don't think so. <laughs> have a contract on Tom Holland's soul. You're at that's kind of like saying that like your choices are cake or death. Yeah. I tell you what else is like cake or death. This story right here, Naughty Dog has announced that uh, they're delaying Last of Us Two, but they have a release date for it. It's not indefinite anymore. Oh, they're not delaying it forever anymore. Oh, okay. It's a minor delay. June nineteenth. Yeah, man. June nineteenth. Now, what yeah. was supposed to come out June 17th was Ghost of Tsushima. Both being PlayStation exclusives, that's where I got that from, uh, they had to move it. So now Ghost of Tsushima has moved back to July 17th. So they're not going to both come out, you know, around the, uh, they're still coming out around the same time, but I think there's still two, you know, different kinds of gamers looking at those two games. So I got a little spoiler alert here. So, um, when they first initially put it back, I saw the the timer on my digital pre-order for that go up. So I already knew the date was already going to be June 19th. So they already had the date plotted. Uh, they were just trying to get you know everything out there first. But, but. So our IT department heard it first and decided to share with no one. Thanks for sharing. Just like an IT department, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, we didn't submit a ticket, <laughs> so he can't talk to us. In the words of River Song, he can't talk to you, you didn't submit a ticket. Well, I'm going to have to move on to the next story. <laughs> there's, there's a ticket for that. Oh, okay. Um, well. I highly recommend, if you haven't, if, if you haven't played the game, Go. You can watch it on YouTube. It, there's a six-hour clip of someone playing it all the way through. Um, yeah, six hours. It is worth the watch. Um, it will. The first twenty minutes will make you cry, and and the last, the last uh, thirty minutes will 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 make you go on like WTF and also crying. So, um, highly recommend watching it. So heard it here. Just watch the first twenty minutes in the last half hour, and you're good. No, you're <laughs> yeah. prepping you to cry. He wants you to cry. You know what he's trying to make you to do? He's trying to make you do the Cliff Notes version that you used to do in school. Like, all right, I got the first middle bit and the end bit. I'm good. <laughs> Fuck the middle. You saw me play this through. You know, in in the same room, no less. Not on YouTube, and you can tell that oh, yeah. that game was just. The, the back, game's a masterpiece. Even back then, when it came out, you could—I I could tell. I was like, "Oh wow, this is a game." You watch all six hours. You can win two, skip a few, one hundred. Yeah, but you—you you miss so much. Neil Druckmann is just a genius when he wrote the wrote I'm the kidding. Script. I highly endorse you watch all six hours. Yes, six hours, eight minutes. Yeah. 
Now, one thing, one story that I did take out because I did find out. Tiger King, you can watch that. Yes. One update I do have is uh, there was a story I shared out there of stolen source code for Team Fortress 2 and CSGO. Uh, Steam has since come out and said, yeah, that really wasn't anything. So you could go back to playing those games. But it did it did show it did show the the ones that were actually cheating. That's the only thing it showed. Yeah. Hmm. Now we have all we have mentioned this before, the Superman game that will never be. Um, However, this is another once again, this guy has been on the front of this story for many, many years. James Sigfield. He popped out another tweet recently saying that he heard from multiple sources that Rocksteady pitched a Superman game to Warner Brothers as a follow-up to the Arkham Knight game, but Warner Brothers passed on the project. They still feel they got burned the last time they tried to do that, so they're like, eh, we're good. So, I mean, I would have loved to see a Rocksteady Superman game, and they were ready to make it. You know, and especially, it's it's just a shame at what Arkham Knight did when it came out. It sold millions at the end of the day. I, you can't take that away from it. Even though it sold millions, though, the lukewarm response from fans on consoles when it came out and the massive debacle that was the PC launch, which had... I think even to this day has extremely negative reviews on there because the game was absolute shit show of glitches and crashes and everything messy. There's a couple things going going during that during that time. So 2014, we had the new consoles come out, mm-hmm. um, and then you know with Arkham Knight, um, the response on for that for the new consoles it wasn't you know it wasn't that great. Uh, because of the bad PR for the PC version. So that was, it, it was, I won't say it was like a, a, you know, they tripped over themselves. If they would have waited until the PC version was fully, like, um, fleshed out, then... Well, they should have optimized it, yeah. Yeah, well, they would add a better, they would add a better turn turnover for their uh, for their margin. Yeah, I mean, it's just in this day, that really, I mean, I was waiting for that, and then it was just a gigantic mess. I ended up getting it on sale, and I played it, and yes, it was a good game. The Batmobile section uh, that they added to it was long well wanted by fans, but still kind of felt forgettable. Um, Now, one thing I did see is that one reason why they may not have wanted to go forward with the Rocksteady game is that Warner Brothers Montreal did an Arkham game. Arkham Origin. Arkham Origins is uh, was the game they did and now it's already been confirmed that they're working on the new Batman game based on the Court of Owls, which is might be a reboot. So this may be, yeah, we'll we'll get around to Superman, but we wanna really develop this. So Maybe they say, all right, everything else is not canon besides Origins, and everything else can suck it. Or, you know, uh, Origins didn't... I believe it didn't have Kevin Conroy in it. I want to say Origins didn't. One of them didn't. Uh, Origins did not have Conroy or or Hamill. That's what it was, because this was all WB Montreal. And, I mean, I want to say that with even with this screenshot here, 
beautiful metropolis. It would have been, you could do a Superman game. I do believe that maybe they're just keeping this all in house at Warner Brothers and with you know JJ kind of having his ear, you know, his mouth in their ear. I want to believe that maybe we can, you know, he he wants to see this shit too. You know what I mean? He's a fan. So maybe he can kind of help move them in the right direction. Because he was also in charge of video games as well. Yeah, but so what about, so hear me out on this little suggestion for the developers. What if Rocksteady, WB Montreal, and NetherRealm Studios get all together to kind of make that like a hybrid synergy Superman-Batman game? Yeah, I, I want a league, man. I want a league game. I want a Justice oh. League game. I want a full-on Justice League game. That's what I want. Fighting Dark Side and the Dark Side. I want the origins of the Justice League. I want that. So you you have the three core members. Ah, fuck that. That you didn't do that in Arkham uh, Arkham Asylum. Arkham Asylum. It was like, now you know him. Get to it. You're Batman. Now, just like my two cents, like about the the Superman game is, I want to almost guarantee it's a monetary thing. Like, no matter how good Rocksteady might be, is they've had studios tackle Superman games, and they never make money. Like, they always they always pan really poorly. I mean, name one good Superman game. I can do it. Is it the curse of Superman 64? <laughs> I, I, it, before that, Superman on Nintendo sucked. Um yeah. Yeah, because he was not flying when you, the whole point yeah, the, of being the Superman only game. the only Superman game that was good was the Death and Return of Superman for Super Nintendo. That's a really really good beat 'em up. Injustice one and two. And, well, it, yes, okay. It, it, it's Superman it's really well, wrong. even though it's a fighting game. Still did Superman. Well. I, I would say I, I would only say speculate that it's more of like a compact game with more characters than just a Superman game. But if you yeah. just focus on Superman, I think it's incredibly difficult to do with someone with no limitations. How yeah. do you make a game that you have limitations as a developer that you go, let's break the game, basically? Now, they were, like, I, I harken back to, like, Hulk Ultimate Destruction, and, like, mm-hmm. I look at how great of a comic book game that was in the way it was able to capture, like, Hulk can run up buildings, nothing stops him, run through everything. Yeah, that was a great game. Yeah, that's a gr- that's a great game. It's super memorable. But how do you do that with someone blocks? You know what I mean? Like, what yeah. Well, they had the one game, and I think it was maybe even a would have been like a a different concept for this one to where it was the Kryptonian city in a bottle, and you were flying around the yeah, Kryptonian city. Yeah, I was I was thinking along the same lines. Like, if you did like Brainiac locks off the city in, like, a Kryptonian dampening field or some real nerdy stuff like that, like, okay. Or it's a yeah. young Superman where he can only leap. He doesn't... He doesn't yeah, there you go. Do you get away with that? that? Smallville um, style, yeah. I've heard all sorts of reports about this game and that for a while this was supposed to be the step towards doing a Justice League game, and that was their goal. And then I heard it switch where they were going to do... Basically, they want a continuation of the Arkham series. Sans, obviously, Batman, but, not to ruin it for everybody, but uh, that they're going to try to move towards a darker direction, that they may include other characters in the next Batman game, where it may be kind of like a blended game. Um, 
Kind of like when they did Catwoman. You know what I mean? They had those sequences. Now, here's the thing, though. I also think it comes down to the pure and simple fact that Batman is more popular than Superman. Yeah. Very true. Batman has all the wonderful toys. You know? And he has a better story. He has no powers, but he is an ultimate Billy Badass. Superman, he's just there because he's a badass. You know what I mean? It's like... Superman is one of the Lannisters in Game of Thrones. Like it's just, it's, Superman doesn't need gadgets. You know what I mean? He's, he's not a Metroid character. Yeah. So he's <laughs> he's the end boss, really. Even when he gets all super powered by the sun, he's practically a god. Yeah. So I, I that's why I always like I always grit my teeth when they say they're going to make a Superman game. I'm like, just don't do it. Like, go develop some VR stuff where we can play as Superman. Honestly, do Green Lantern. Do Flash. Yeah. Do Blue Beetle. Flash would be really good. Or you could take, like, the playbook of the MCU and just make a game from Rocksteady from every character in Justice League. And then you have the one Justice League game where it all comes together. You know what you do? Death Death of Superman. In the beginning, you're Superman... He dies, and then you're every other hero trying to step it up. Right. And to bring him back to, re- to form the Justice League. It'll be a lot better than the movie was, and you won't have the, the, the Henry Cavill missing mustache. Hey, Warner Brothers. <laughs> Warner I love Brothers. that mustache. You take that back. Yeah. Warner Brothers, pay us. We got the ideas. He did yeah. kick ass in, in Mission Impossible, though. He is a beast in that movie. And he nailed it in The Witcher. He oh, really yeah. did. Oh, he's great. He's Love amazing. It. So there's a lot of great stuff out there. And the Superman game, I think it's possible with other people. Like Mark was saying, you gotta have you gotta have you can't have that OP character just in a game. They did that. It's called Undefeated. I have a I have a map plays on it. It's a game yeah, made by school children. It's all yeah, Batman's the Cub Scout that's pissed off that he didn't get to be a Boy Scout. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, you can take it down to to that level if you like. So, okay. so on we go with the news, and this one is yet again a little bit of hope. I'm not going to leave you on a oh, dour note. God. A trucker creates an amazing gaming setup in his 2020 Peterbilt 579. This is impressive. Right next day. <laughs> PC motherfucking master race. This guy has a better setup than most people. I mean, you look at here. At the upper picture, you see the big screen folds sideways, and then he has that nice big screen right in front of him. Um, Reddit user Zana Zamora posted an image on uh, of their battle station. Fully outfitted PC rig set up on a Couchmaster Scion desk in the back of his 2020 Peterbilt 579 to the uh, r uh, backslash PC Master Race subreddit on Saturday. He's playing IL-2 Smirkovic, a Russian World War II flight simulator. And he also said that his girlfriend is using the truck simulator to help her train because she's planning on getting... Uh, her commercial driver's license and they're going to team drive so one person games the other person drives 
Eventually, That's a brilliant idea. Eventually, they both sleep. That's a brilliant idea. You got an amazing setup right here, man. Yeah. He's doing this flight simulator. You know, you see him on CSGO. His girlfriend's telling you to suck her dick. She's going all out. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're like, I will find you. And they're like, no, you, no, won't. you won't. Just <laughs> all that equipment right there, just, just the computer setup. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the monitor is probably about 300. The keyboard and mouse is probably about 150. The, the oh, flight the, stick and, and, yeah. oh, and yeah. the aviation controls, that, that's yeah. about 200 right there. I mean, that, that's an amazing setup. And they, to, come, to see the graphics as clear as that, that's probably a $1,500 rig right there. I gotta tell you, in a multiverse, that's my that's my trucking rig. <laughs> in a multiverse of Matt Man the Trucker, that's my rig. That's it. <laughs> and that's the thing is, this isn't his first rig. Six months ago, he had another truck with a different PC and a whole different setup. Six months ago, so hashtag PC Master Race, man. Where there is a will, there is a way. All right. I can't game. I work too much. Really? This semi-truck driver figured out a way. You can just log on to Skyrim or fucking Bioshock, have a nice little break, hop back on the road. Maybe not Forza. Might get you a little bit too... uh... (laughs) Maybe not Forza. Might get you a little bit too ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. The nice thing is there's no room in there for any of the the lot lizards, you know? So... (laughs) Well, that's why he's bringing his lot lizard, I mean, his girlfriend with him. And they're going to team drive. Where do you think they met? I'm sorry, I don't know them. That's a joke. (laughs) But I like the premise. So, old man, he can game and do work. He works from home. I got to say, I could find a way around it if I was really innovative. There's really no reason you can't game. Yeah, yeah, I I enjoy my uh, my working from home. So on that bombshell of no excuses, there is no excuse to go into our end segment here, which is versus, not the advertisement, but <laughs> death battle, which Katarina, you pointed out that you were very familiar with the death battle series. Um, this was death battle twenty two, something like that. Um, Death Battle, which we're calling versus Link, the Hero of Time, not this one. Link, the Hero of Time versus Cloud Strife. So this is our discussion topic for today. Um, Obviously, I know who I'm siding with. Where are you sitting on this battle? Um, I am going to go Cloud because... If he's using the sword that he used in Advent Children, um, that's like 16 different swords. Yeah, but Link is used to fighting different difficult op, you know, opponents and figuring out 27 million solving. times his size. Yeah, problem solving. He calls a horse with a fucking whistle, man. <laughs> that's some what Gandalf you used stuff to call right a horse with, Matt? I don't oh. know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't call horses. Obviously, that's uh, that does sound stupider now that I say hear that said out loud. But Link, obviously, I, there has also been nerdy um, videos that have broken down how strong the gauntlet in Ocarina of Time actually made Link. 
to where the force needed to hurl that giant rock would have made him more powerful than even Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk. So with that gauntlet... Does Link have all his gear? I would say both of them got gear. Cloud would have summons. Link, he's got, you know, firebombs and all. If Cloud has Knights of the Round summon, I mean that's over. I mean we'll 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 have to wait two days for that summon to finish. But <laughs> you know what, dude? I'll even I I can even top that one. What if Link has all them masks from Majora's Mask? Yeah, but he won't have time because he has to wait. He has to wait his turn after the summon. Is summoned. There's the time song, bitch. He could just rewind time with it. Yeah, there you go. Done. I mean, you'd have to let him play the song, but... Yeah. Unless the rules are, like, real stiff. Like, if you're doing sword on sword, I give it to Cloud. Okay, bracers can withstand over a thousand tons. Iron boots, hover boots, pegasus boots. Even if you just stick with Ocarina of Time Link, he's badass! Yeah. You look at all the different tools and equipment, Link is practically the Hyrule version of Batman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It's one of those things. Like, I feel like a better battle for Link would be like, like Samus, because they have so many relatable things that they can throw against each other. But Cloud is such a different. Oh, so she could just hurl a ploton, uh, a pl- or a plasma blast right at him, and completely vaporize his uh, soft little mushy skin. Yeah, Except right. that he, if he has the red shield, it might bounce the energy back. <sighs> All right, mirror shield. All right, all right, all right, all right. Using, using my own thing against me. I see there, but once again, Cloud is like such. I don't know. Final Fantasy travel. This OP hero. So I I very, I'm very curious. Cloud's kind of. I don't know. If we did sword versus sword, and that's it, no extra gear. I'd probably give the edge to Cloud as a trained swordsman. Um, Let's go with Link. Yeah, but he, he didn't start as a swordsman. He started as like a... Depending Nobody on starts as a swordsman. That, that, well, Were you born with a sword in your hand when you came out? Probably bloody. Your mother probably died. She, did, she, didn't, make, she didn't make it past... Don't worry, life. I'll get my own way out. <laughs> All right. I'll be going now. Look, I have a sword. I'm a swordsman. Yeah. Uh, doctor, how's my wife? Well, um, your look. son's a swordsman. Your son, <laughs> I think he's born to be a swordsman. How do you? Know? He's wanted one. Well, I don't know how he got it in there, but he carved his own way out with a sword. <laughs> Gross. Actually, I gave that to him. I didn't want him to be bored in there. I'm sorry. So am I gonna get a discount? <laughs> you didn't do anything. <laughs> you didn't really do anything but kill her. I mean, I don't have to pay for this, do I? Oh man, the malpractice insurance on that one. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I do think it would be a good battle. Cloud is definitely a worthy adversary, but I just think Link will take him. Great watch, no matter what. But yeah, I, I agree. Link would take it. Sorry. Yeah. So we got three for Link, and Old Man has put his uh, his you know coins in Cloud's basket. Mark, are you uh, are you staying on your side of Cloud? 
I just, I mean, I know how this death battle ends, but I mean. I do think that it would be all dependent. Like you said, it would be all dependent on if it was just down to sword battle, it would really be hard to tell. If there, I, I think, I think if it was just, you know, let's just let's just quantify this real quick. Cloud has been been impaled three times and survived. So just in that fact alone, Link keeps getting reincarnated and getting the same fucking sword. So he's playing <coughs> groundhogs. <there. clears throat> <laughs> it doesn't matter what family he reincarnated to. Could be in the middle of the fucking you ocean, know, water world, <laughs> ocean. He's still finding that exact fucking sword. Destiny. You can't mess with fate, man. Yeah, I don't know. I might have to go with Cloud. It's I'm definite draw. Yeah. Well, no, it's not because <laughs> three to two. It's not because it's three to two. We win, but. That's okay. This death battle just worked out the same as our verses. But we did get some interesting input here. And, I mean, there's really nobody else I feel you could put this in here in the classic swordsman sense. Both of them are at the top of their class sword-wise. Trick-wise, I think both of them have enough tricks in their bag to where if this was a gentleman's uh, a duel... It could, it could go to either one, but if we're allowing all of their culmination of all historical data, like you Spider-Verse that bitch, and they got all of their talents... Is there a game that we can actually test this out? There is. It's called, uh, yeah, Smash Brothers. We can put a best-of-seven computer versus computer to see who wins. I think I actually have Smash Brothers, so we might actually be able to put together a projanger theater for that. Here we go. So we may actually have a, a versus segment with Smash Brothers coming soon. That We got a bunch of shows from this podcast. I'm going to be busy. Yeah. You wanted something to do. We got to hire editors. I mean, not like I'm doing anything else, but... So, on that bombshell, we're still unsure as who to would actually win, but we do have our bets, and it's siding with Link. Not and they look one. like they could be cousins. Yeah, not this one, though. This this guy, if you had a bone to chew or a pepperoni in front of you, it's the only thing he's going to devour. <laughs> <laughs> but we end off the podcast every single time the same way. With the long drawn out combined, it starts now because we want you to hop on over to pjnwh.com where you can find all of our great content. And uh, we take this time to actually do the thank yous. Uh, we're going to thank once again Kevin, Kevin, and Bob, as well as Alma Faust. She liked uh, podcast number 114, 115, and 116. 114, Triforce, Bruce Leroy Jenkins, Metaphorical Tentacles. Oh. We thank uh, Stu E.R. Malala and Moy Robinson for liking yesterday's uh, Lugnuts podcast, Ford Fusion Me Too. We also thank Amanda Miller and Garrett Faber for liking last week's Triforce podcast, Leisure Suit Jerry and the Pope. And, of course, we want to thank Caitlin Carezzi for KW.com. And uh, we thank, obviously... Catalina Thermoscara up there in the cat in the quarantine box, along with old man Christopher Bristow and Mark's ass. 
Mark let his ass join us today, as you've all seen his ass. I guess you could say that Mark let his ass do the talking. Yeah. Story of my life. <laughs> so maybe Talking at his ass the whole time. Maybe when you turn on that connect next week, you just stay in one position. And that way when it freezes, it's just <laughs> you sitting in your chair and not in an embarrassing situation. Maybe just a hint. This is how we learn. It's a learning curve. This it is, is a learning learn. curve. Don't don't pour your alcohol on the floor. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, yeah. Well, that's just a life life lesson there. But also, uh, we are the culmination of everything that has led to this point in the Purjangers and Wallhangers Media Network. We also want to point you over to the Bop. Black Opinion Podcast and the Not So Good Gamer, my buddy Matthew Kennedy, is doing both of those. And he also has a Facebook group out there, the So-So Gamers. If you want to hop on over there, share it out, man, and uh, get the word out there. Because he's part of the PJ and WH Love Balloon along there with Teddy Schools, the lights can break down. And, uh, yeah, man, we are the Triforce Podcast, and like I promised, this is a long, drawn-out goodbye. I'm Matthew Bugrow, the Madman, Stephen Bugrow, Big Brother, Old Man Christopher, Br- Christopher Bristow, the Ass of Mark, and <laughs> Catalina Thermoscareth, thanking you for watching, and can't wait to see you next week. Wanted a nickname, he got one. I know, right? <laughs> Mark the Ass. <laughs> I mean, Amy's is... It could be Amy, worse. Amy, no nickname, or no nickname <laughs> Amy, so he could be, you could have gotten that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on that bombshell, we end off the podcast. We love you. We miss you. We want to see you next week. As always, boys and girls, game on! We'll see you then. Bye-bye. So, I'll tease you with my tagline here. Tonight, agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. get timey-wimey. Spider-Men are delaying Thor and Doctor Strange. Prince of Peaky Blinders game. And the Peterbilt PC Master Race. What's your peanut butter? What are you doing up there? Hi guys. So I actually do have a screen, so you don't look so so tiny to us and everybody else now. Which is this one. You guys won't see it, but since Katarina is looking on the Facebook, oh, in that case, I'm just gonna move over here a little there bit. You go. Yeah, we can we can work. This I way. don't have to be. You, you can yeah. be in his crotch. I, I'm not gonna be in his crotch. I'm right in your crotch right now, Mark. <laughs> no golden showers now. Go, Steve. <laughs> this is when you learn how to do the oh, animation. Don't touch there. <laughs> so, I'm recording, by the way. <laughs> this is great. Of course material. you are. Yes, this is great material, and you just reached in my hiney hole. <laughs> Playing with my fedora. Or fondling the too. So I have no idea what's going on. This is even better. Yeah, me too, when I was here.
<laughs> Mark's operating on the under the guise of plausible deniability because he can't. Yeah, see I, I can't see a thing. We could have her do translation for us in a foreign language for our other podcast listeners in Just the future. One. Just the one. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. That, we can say we're multi-language. With a Spanish accent, and that can be too. <laughs> I speak very bit, little bit of Latin. I speak English and bad English. Yeah, yeah. I speak Delco. When I master that one, then I'll go. Yeah. Though you can, you can, you can take the guy out of Delco, but you can't take the Delco out of the guy. Yeah, grew up two blocks that way. There is, there is a, there is a version of Jersey Delco. I'm just saying. What is Don't it? give MTV any ideas. Okay. <laughs> it's when it, it Mark, it's when you say bro after every sentence. Oh, I say that now. <laughs> <laughs> and now we know our audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Know your audience, gang. That's your purge angers tip for the week. Alright, I'm back. I was so worried Welcome about back. You know, I, I, I know you worry about me. Well, you're old, so I worry about you falling, breaking your head. <laughs> There's past experience tells me you gotta watch old people. Yeah, but we know that we know them knowledge. That's what that's what it is. It's you know when you're old is when you put the like the Facebook. No, I don't do that. No. No, <laughs> I'm as old as you, and I do not do that. Okay, I don't put the in front of anything. My dad does. He calls it the Google. <laughs> the Google. Yeah, no, no, no. We're going to be using English properly here. Well, my parents are off the boaters, so you know they say it in their little Portuguese accents. Catarina, check o Google. <laughs> Check the Google. Check Google. <laughs> okay. Do it live. Don't write it and do it live. Yes. We are going live on the Facebooks. More than one Facebook? The Facebook Facebooks. The Facebooks. Yeah. So- gonna end it. We're Shut gonna end off. it. Oh, Bye. Oh. off. <laughs> so that was a great podcast. <laughs> Where are they gonna go? They're gonna they're gonna go right in between us to click the subscribe button for this right podcast. Here? They're gonna go at the very corner over there and click that like button. You're gonna go right above us here and find all the Triforce podcast, and right above me, well, that one's just for you because it's the best video for you to watch. Thank you, boys and girls. And as Connor says, one punch. Bye. <laughs>